Hi there, I'm Tom Field. I'm Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. My topic today is HIPAA-compliant email, five steps you might be missing. My pleasure to speak with Greg Hoffman. He's Senior Enterprise Account Executive with Pawbox, Inc. Greg, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. Absolutely, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. So given the seismic changes that healthcare organizations have seen just over these past two years, hybrid workforce, expanded attack surface, what new risks do you see to email that needs to be HIPAA compliant? This is a really interesting question, Tom. This new age of digital transformation that we've all been thrust into due to the pandemic has really brought about, I'd say, just as many new areas of risk and security threats as opportunities. So number one, the major, one major risk here that's really been amplified is the potential for protected health information and other sensitive data to be sent unencrypted and in plain text. And unless you have an extremely aggressive policy or extremely aggressive security measures in place in order to really encrypt 100% of your external email, there simply isn't a way to eliminate that risk entirely. And that's largely because email encryption either leaves the responsibility up to a human being or it's scanning your email and based on the content will decide whether that email or attachment should be encrypted. But both of these methods, you have human error and you have false positives. So those are both gonna be flawed. Another area I would say to keep in mind is a display name spoof. Are you familiar with this type of phishing attack, Tom? I am. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so I mean, this is very common. It's been common since 2019, but it's been amplified during the pandemic. And this is just when someone goes online, they maybe scrape LinkedIn, find out who your CEO is, and then they change the display name of a generic Gmail address to match someone of importance and just trick an employee. And then thirdly, I'd say is a fake invoice attack, right? Where someone's simply sending an employee a fake invoice and hoping that they'll pay it. Where do you find entities most at risk of falling out of compliance? So I'd say there are three top areas here. So number one is network server access. If someone's credentials are being compromised and maybe there's been a ransomware attack that has infected the IT infrastructure, then you have email. So we're talking about phishing attacks, PHI being transmitted in plain text, uh, maybe on a massive level, maybe someone CCing instead of BCCing and sharing everyone's email address with, with everyone else. I mean, email has been consistently in the top three areas of a HIPAA breach and in the top two when it comes to the number of people actually being affected. And I think that's why we're seeing that email in the healthcare space is now falling under a lot of CISOs. And then thirdly, it's other, right? So like, let's say a laptop was actually stolen or a USB drive was, was compromised. And obviously this is gonna be more common now that we're, a lot of employees are actually working from home and taking their devices home with them. I want to talk about your five steps to HIPAA compliant email. And, and most important, where entities might fall short. Let's start with the first one. Understanding the criticality of HIPAA compliance. Could it be that some people still don't get that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that uh, you want to make sure that, that your employees actually understand what's really at risk here, right? So leaking patient data is not only going to damage your reputation uh, with your with your um, your patients and your business partners, uh, but it's also going to end you up on health and human services breach wall of shame. 
And that's really a healthcare organization's worst nightmare because not only does it come with fines, but people don't want to do business with those that, that aren't taking their security and their compliance seriously. Also, you could be, you could be sued uh, and it's a fireable offense as well. So it, it's pretty serious stuff. Related to that, your second point, who needs to be in the know about compliance? Oh, everyone needs to be in the know. Health plans, healthcare clearing houses, healthcare providers that really anyone that transmit, transmits PHI, they need to be up to speed on what it takes to actually be HIPAA compliant and the repercussions of breaching HIPAA compliance. Which leads to the third point. Where do organizations fall short in terms of the cost of a breach, understanding that? Yeah, I mean, so the cost of a breach, it, it really ranges, right? It can be anywhere from $100 to $50,000 per violation. Uh, and I think that it's actually quite common that a lot of healthcare organizations don't understand what really is at risk. So educating is, is more important than ever. Fourth key point, how to stay compliant. Yeah, so you'll want to have clear policies and procedures around how you can store and transmit PHI. You'll want to be sure that you're actually using the right security tools in place because what you have in place may not actually be quite as secure as, as you may think. Uh, you'll want to obviously train your staff. Security awareness training is, is a best practice today for sure. And you'll want to control the access to PHI. Based on job function, you want to minimize the amount of admin access and create audit logs for your staff as well. Greg, your fifth and final point, what to do if there is a breach? Well, obviously, being proactive is, is, is the best, right? But if, if, you're, if you have to be reactive here, if it's already happened, you're going to want to follow your remediation plan as soon as possible, report it, and inform those that have been uh, affected by it, and make sure that they are informed in the correct period of time. But above all, learn from it. Uh, in U.S. healthcare, you know, as I mentioned, it, we're just far too reactive. And you want to make sure that what has happened does not happen again, obviously, right? So learn from that, put policies and procedures in place to prevent that from happening again. So now that we've got the, the five key points articulated, what are some potential gotchas that might make you feel you're compliant when actually you're not? Yeah, so I, I would say simply having solutions like email encryption or mail filtering in place is one thing, right? It's one thing to say during a security risk assessment that you have a certain product so you can check that box and you can go ahead and, and pass that, that risk assessment. But it's a very different thing to have solutions in place that are much more practical, that are much more functional and actually eliminate risk as much as possible. You want to have something that goes beyond just checking that box. Greg, a topic I know is important to you. How can you take the compliance responsibility out of human hands? So by working with vendors who understand the risk of human error and are really healthcare specific and have the right policies and procedures in place. And also a great example is that, you know, a lot of healthcare organizations really have an email address for every single employee. Now, not every employee actually needs to send mail outside of the organization. And you can greatly reduce your risk here by reducing the volume, the number of email addresses that can send mail outside of the organization. You can put rules in place to prevent them from 
sending mail externally. You can also limit the amount of admin accounts and admin access that your staff has. Not everyone needs to have that. And you know, another thing that comes to mind on this topic is for those employees that need to send mail externally, you can actually enable an undo feature on your Outlook and Gmail email clients, which will actually delay the sending of mail for a period of time. So Tom, mine's actually set up today for 30 seconds. So once I send an email, I get to think and decide, do I really wanna send that email to that recipient? And then if not, I can click undo and it won't actually send the email off. And this is much more practical than a revoke feature, which revoke features won't actually prevent those emails from being viewed or screenshotted or, or even saved uh, before the email is actually revoked. So both minimizing the number of employees who can send mail externally and enabling the undo feature on your email client in order to delay the sending of your mail are both free policy changes and, and security measures that you can implement today that, that uh, will make a big difference. Greg, last question, bringing it back to Pawbox. How are you helping customers ensure their HIPAA compliant email? Yeah, Tom, so for one, we are a HIPAA compliant email company. Everything that we do is tailored specifically to HIPAA and all of our solutions are high trust CSF certified, which is designed specifically for healthcare organizations and their needs. So there's a long laundry list of things that we do, but for starters, we offer a signed business associate agreement for all our clients. We encrypt 100% of all external mail, which eliminates completely the potential for PHI to be transmitted in plain text, which is a HIPAA requirement. And at the same time, we also remove all the barriers to entry for the intended recipient, which is absolutely critical because if you're looking at the healthcare space and you look at the data that actually needs to be encrypted, well, it's the, directly linked to the quality of treatment, collecting payment, and how you run your business. So if this type of communication is impaired and slowed down, it can have some pretty drastic repercussions to your organization. We also offer some patented pieces of mail filtering technology that are designed to prevent the impersonation and fake invoice attacks that I mentioned earlier, those very common phishing attacks. We archive mail with accordance to HIPAA in order to keep a, an audit log of the mail that's sent and received. And we even have a HIPAA compliant email marketing tool that allows you to include protected health information in your mass communication while ensuring high open rates and that that your marketing emails are, are actually read. But I mean, I guess to, to summarize it all, really what Palbox is doing uh, is we're improving HIPAA compliance and communication by simplifying the security, removing the responsibility from the human beings. We take the complexity out of compliance and we help healthcare communicate more securely, effectively, and freely. Oh, very well said. Greg, I appreciate you taking time to speak with me today. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time, Tom. Appreciate it. Again, the topic has been HIPAA compliant email. Steps you might be missing. You just heard from Greg Hoffman. He's Senior Enterprise Account Executive with Pawbox, Inc. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you for your time and attention today.